listening to the Moms for America podcast. Once again, I'm Debbie Kurlitis, your host, and I'm so glad that you're stopping by to uh, listen to what we have to say today. It's going to be another great podcast. Every week we gather together to inspire, encourage, and educate each other in our journey through motherhood. Uh, We believe that liberty begins at home and that you, you mama, you are raising the next generation of patriots. Well done. I want to invite you here on the front end of our podcast to sign up for our mom memo, which is our newsletter at momsforamerica.us. Check out our website, all the resources we have, all of the information. It is incredible. So please stop by. Uh, Our goal every week, right, is to provide insight and resources that encourage and inspire moms in raising strong children in this very tough, tough culture. Um, This week, we are discussing homeschool tips and insight. Um, We know many of you moms um, are strongly considering the option of uh, homeschooling, or you've taken the leap and you've jumped in full force this year because of the situation with COVID last year. Uh, Bibi and I were just talking right before we started here. I mean, last year, a lot of parents were kind of forced to homeschool, maybe even took their kids out and did their own program and their own curriculum. But homeschooling is, has always been on the continual rise, but I think parents now have become even more disappointed uh, with the public government schools and they're for, an, for a variety of reasons. It's really just getting worse. So parents are have, to figure, have to figure out what they're gonna do and how they're going to do it. Um, homeschooling, you may be in the thick of it, you may be new, you may be considering it, so I have a friend coming on today. Uh, her name is Christine Drum. She's actually a friend of mine here in Illinois. She's a longtime homeschool advocate. She says unapologetically. Um, she has a passion for helping newbies, newbie moms begin their home educating experience. And she believes it will be the best experience of your life. So if you're considering homeschooling or in the thick of it and you're new, Christine has some great ideas for us. Um, She says, too, that I read this on your your website, that home education puts you and your children in the driver's seat because you become in charge. So welcome, Christine, to the Moms for America podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored that you even thought of me for this. Absolutely. Um, The number one thing I like to do is to encourage new homeschoolers or prospective homeschoolers because we were all kind of where they are at one time. And so um, I'm just super psyched to be here. Yes. First, before we get going here, would you just tell us a little bit about the Drum family? Uh, How many kids you have and a little bit about your your little nest over there. Sure. Um, obviously, you mentioned we live in Illinois, and I have an almost 20-year-old son. I don't know how that actually happened. You know, <laughs> it goes quick, doesn't it? Ah! Yeah, I, I don't think of him as being like an adult, I guess, uh, but he is. <laughs> he is. A sophomore in college, and he's a commuting student, so he chose to live at home and commute to university. And then I have a 16-year-old daughter who's an elite athlete, and we do travel the country for her. Uh, mm-hmm. for her well, we did travel the country before the pandemic hit. We're getting back into it in full swing of things. It was nice kind of being home again. Um, most people who are were home with their kids uh, when the schools closed uh, because of the pandemic, 
I was new to them, but that was like my whole kid's childhood. So for me, it was like revisiting the best parts of what we did together. And hopefully it gave them some insight as to, you know, the family time that you can have and the, the positives that came from that. All right. Well, I guess this is a million dollar question and this, the, the um, springboard to this discussion. What was your family story? Why did you decide to homeschool? Now, everybody's going to have a different reason. Sure. Uh, you started what, 15, how many years Almost ago? Did 15 you years ago. So okay. my kids were in private school because okay. home education was never on our radar. We are not countercultural people. We, we just sent your kids to school. That's all I ever knew. We don't, didn't really know anybody who home educated. And long story short, I had or had a very wiggly boyish boy and he went through preschool and kindergarten, which was, you know, not a full day at that time. Things have changed. But at that time he was in partial day of school and then first grade hit and it was all day long. And the first day of first grade, he came home and begged me to homeschool him. And he knew homeschoolers because my kids have played the violin and piano for 14 years. And so the group that we used in Joliet um, for a Suzuki group as part of our music curriculum had a lot of homeschoolers in it. So he interacted with them. He understood what they did. Um, and, you know, when he first said it to me, I was like, you'll be fine. You just need to get <laughs> all day school, right? right. You're not going to miss your, you don't want to be away from your friends and the whole idea of school. Because it was completely not something that I was interested in doing or like I hadn't even, I was like, that's ridiculous. So, right. That wasn't um, even on your radar. Then. No. And so he did beg me the entire year of first grade. Mm, all right. And so um, I got tired of listening to it, to be honest with you. And so the summer between first grade and second grade, I said, okay, we will get curriculum and you will take a month out of your summer and we will do full on school and we'll see if you still like it. And I'm thinking, there's no way. <laughs> so you did, you did a testing period. For both yeah. of you, probably, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Could I be good, good idea? Good idea. Yes. Could I be diligent? Would it suit our family? And mm -hmm. it actually did kind of suit our family because my husband is a swing shift worker and works 12 hour shifts. So many times when my kids were at their activities after school, he was already gone to work. So my husband wouldn't see my kids for maybe a week at a time. So there was mm -hmm. also kind of that family dynamic that was appealing to me. And I, you know, started to give it, you know, a thought, but I was like, hey, he's going to prove to himself that he won't like it. And the end of the 30 days came and I'm like, so, you know, what do you think? And, you know, he's in first grade, but he said, um, I love it. Let's keep doing it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh boy. Now you, now you got to sign up, do? right? Everybody okay. thinks that I homeschooled my kids from the beginning and that I, you know, my, I loved it from the beginning. That's certainly not the case. I <laughs> never intended to do it. I, kind of fell into it and we became what's considered year by year homeschoolers. So, you know, you just reassess over year. Is it still working for us? Okay. Is this something they want to continue to do. And every year we just kept going. And then I graduated him over a year ago. So I guess we're just going to finish because you made it years left. <laughs> so I guess, you know, and over the years I've received so much encouragement and so much help from our community. We have such a giving community that I couldn't have done it like without them. No. So that's why I reach out now because my kids are older. When your mm -hmm. kids are younger, it is harder to have time for outside things. Just like when your kids go to traditional school, when your kids are sure. young, it's hard. Sure. So my kids are older and it's time for me to turn around and kind of pour back into that community. 
Oh, this is so good because really you could see that this could be overwhelming. I'm sure it was overwhelming for you. Yes. Uh, anything new is challenging. Uh, spending all day with your kids is challenging, even though as moms, we absolutely love that. But there are challenges when you're teaching your children. Yes. That is different. And I think as a mom, right, you feel this pressure. I mean, these guys got to be able to keep up yes. with the educational system in general. So let's talk a little bit about what you say. You call it de-school. You're yes. in charge. So all of us, right, we pretty much have gone to traditional school. Um, this is a whole new aspect, yes. um, a whole new approach. What do you say? I know you're talking about be creative and enjoy it, but how do you de-school? It looks different for every family. And it's, that's the number one thing when you've only gone to school to kind of mm -hmm. get out of that mindset that you truly can make your life look any way you want it to. And so can your kids. So over time, de-schooling can, you can take a week and say, you know, we're not doing any curriculum. We're not doing anything, but exactly what you guys tell me you want to do. So Ooh. for us, that kind of looked like going to the Museum of Science and Industry four times a year or, you know, like that was our place to go. Or like um, my father-in-law is a, well, County Thresherman, he was a farmer. And so he's part of the Will County Thresherman's group and they have what are called reunions. And so we would go and see the tractors or the fairs, the sandwich fair, just getting okay. out into the world. Um, the longer you home educate, the more you leave the dynamic of structured school behind. So uh, now I have literally nothing to do. Obviously my son's in college, so I have nothing to do with his education, but my daughter um, is 100% independent. She chose to do like an online program two years ago. But prior to that, we were still sitting around the table, having those dialectic discussions, checking tests, checking work. Um, but it doesn't have to look like six hours a day at a desk unless you mm -hmm. want it to, unless your family wants it to. So you are the creator of your program, right? And that's the number one thing I've tried to instill in my own kids is that you own that education. I do not own my kids' education. Mm -hmm. They are responsible for it. So if they don't do their work properly, if they cheat, if they do something, they're, they're doing it to themselves. They're not doing right. it to anybody else. And that's a really hard dynamic to get away from because most traditional education is very kind of you're the recipient of something that's coming down into you. Home education is very much like this. It's a completely opposite dynamic. And, and you, you have to be, there. and you have to be self, they have to be somewhat self-motivated because um, sure. I, I guess it's, it's just different because you got a lot, it seems like you got a lot more uh, hands. It's, it's like, it's in your lap for you as a teacher, yes. for them as a student, yes. right? Well, and most people are terrified their kids are going to end up living in their basement until they're 45 <laughs> years old. That is a, that's a fear that they're going to be unable to get a job. I just had someone the other day say, how do your kids get into college? Even though home education is legal in all states, it, in the 80s, it was not. Okay. Um, people went to jail in order to secure the homeschool rights that we take for granted today. Um, it's, I still find occasional people who just, because they're, they're not involved with the system, uh, home education or the group. And so they don't really understand how it works. And so education is absolutely key for me. And so, you know, when we see pieces of legislation come up, we can immediately fight those because right. we we're going to have to, right. They're probably going to come after homeschooling a lot more now because so many people are using this Education is going to look different yes. because of the absolute craziness that's going on. So let's talk about this. You talk about assessing your child's learning style. I would think that that's pretty foundational, figuring out how you're going to teach them, 
where um, you talk about you've done it at the table, in the basement, in an army tent, at the park. I mean, let's talk about in the car. How you, yeah, everywhere. I'm sure well, every every yeah. moment is it, every moment we're teaching our children. Yes. But but this seems very free and very creative. Yes. And that's up to you. I mean, I have friends who are very were very rigid homeschoolers and they mm-hmm. sat at the table from 8:30 in the morning till whatever it was, one, two in the afternoon, whatever their time frame was. And they were very rigid. And when you first start out home educating, that is what we tend to do. We just keep hammering that work. But with little kids, you know, they need to get up, especially boys. I used to make my son run around the outside of the house to like get those little boy wiggles right. off, or I'd make them clean my baseboards. <laughs> I had really clean baseboards for a long time. <laughs> and now no one cares. Now right. you know, they're teens now. So my son's most an adult. So, uh, but it's different for everyone. And that is the hardest thing for people to get their mind around is they can choose what they want. What if you have two children, three children, and they all have different ways of learning? I, the larger your family is, the more people will search for what's considered a one room schoolhouse. So we belonged to a group called classical conversations for four years, Mm -hmm. partly for that reason. Uh, partially because my son as an elementary school student wanted to learn about um, ancient history. And that's not a subject that you reach, you know, in school until maybe middle or high school. And so we covered it extensively in elementary school and classical conversations helps you do that. But which is um, a great program, by the way, it is. And um, I'm on the local CC board. And, you know, I'm, I'm a staunch supporter, even though my kids are no longer in that program. I am a staunch supporter of that program. And it is not for everybody. Everybody has to assess what's right, right for their family. Right. Um, but it's just interesting how um, many questions you get occasionally about kind of the dynamics. And when you tell people, what do you want to do? What do you want to make it look like? They're like, I don't think I know. I want someone to tell me, but the number one thing about that makes a good homeschooler is, are you curious and can you figure things out? So mm-hmm. everything that I'm kind of telling you guys, I've either learned over the last 15 years, um, or I just kind of Googled stuff. There is mm-hmm. no one that is really going to come to you. And especially in the state I'm in, that's going to say, you must do this and you must do that. Um, there is very little state involvement in Illinois and in Texas. Most other states are considered like yellow states. They have medium involvement. And there are some states that are red states where people want to come into your home and, you know, do crazy, (laughs) what we consider in Illinois crazy things, because we don't have a lot of state involvement here. But the Mm -hmm. onus is on the parent in a low involvement state. And you do have to be diligent. And your kids, the number one thing is you have to have a good relationship heart-wise with your kids. So you can plow through all the curriculum you want, but if you have a bad relationship and destroy your relationship with your child, what good is it? Right. And and like you said, this is um, a journey. This isn't something that you learn overnight. Um, But let's talk, you talked a little bit about classical conversations. I do want to look, I know we have other co-ops and like in our area, there's a variety of different groups. Some of them are independent. You know, you can be a part of a co-op, you know, which you go what once a week and you participate or once a month or whatever it is, right? They all look a little different. Correct. So that's some options for for parents. Um, I'd like to just talk about what your suggestions for curriculum um, would be and how do they find that? Well, years ago, 
prior to the internet blowing up. Um, the first book I ever read on home education was by Susan Wise Bauer, and it was called The Well-Trained Mind. She describes a classical paradigm of home education that just really kind of took off and it was resonant with me. It aligned with how my son learned. Um, if you assess your child's learning style, then that will naturally lead you to um, curriculum that aligns with it. So for example, there are tons of classical um, materials besides classical conversations. You can put your own together. Uh, I was always what you would consider an eclectic homeschooler. So you will lay out your subjects starting with your core. So you're reading, writing, arithmetic, figure out what you're doing there. Just okay. do that. Just do that for a little while. And then if you want to add a little science or a little history or a little, you know, it's very, this is not a regimented, rigid thing, particularly if you're a new homeschooler, because you don't want to destroy the delicate balance of transition from particularly tra traditional school to the freedom of home education. The delicate transition. Yes, it's, it can because, be a delicate transition. Right. Because you do want to make it comfortable for everyone. And it should know. be fun. It fun. should be fun. This is my problem. When I was thinking of homeschooling, I just thought it was going to be too much fun. I was going to be on field trips every day. Well, that is something that happens <laughs> to many of us. Years ago in the 80s, there, because home education was illegal in most states, you couldn't get curriculum. So you parents had to try to get curriculum from the local public school who didn't want to give that up. Right. right? Sure. And then all of a sudden now, homeschool curriculum is a multi-million dollar business. There's so much to choose from, it's almost overwhelming. So that's a problem for parents today because they're so overwhelmed. I had months and months to learn all these things and I didn't right. have pressure. And right. a lot of parents today feel they're under the gun because they have to make a decision. Now in Illinois, you can pull your kid out and put them back in 50 times a year. And it, it doesn't matter. It's just okay. that's the way it is in Illinois. I'm not quite sure um, if you go to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association website or HSA, right. you'll be able to see all kinds of things. The first thing you need to do is go look at your state's homeschool laws and abide by them. So this is, this is one of the things you wanted to mention. So again, let's mention that that's a Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And what do they do? And what, are we, what do they provide for homeschool moms? HSLDA, um, for $100 a year, it is a group of attorneys who represent home educated or home educating families. Okay. And you very often, like, for example, me personally, um, I've called our Midwest rep a few times uh, just to get clarification of certain things. Um, like when my son was applying to college, the requirements for my home educated child were in addition to things that traditional school students didn't have to provide. So I wanted to know if those requests were extra legal or not. It was a private school, so I guess they can require whatever they like. Uh, but our Midwest rep, uh, Scott Woodruff, is a wonderful individual. Uh, Mike Ferris, who runs HSLDA, is a wonderful person. Um, so this really, is a great resource. It, for $100 a year, you suggested. I don't mean to scare anyone. Let me preface this before I say this. There are occasionally instances of local public schools not appreciating the fact that you are home educating and will occasionally send a social worker to your house with a police officer. It has never happened to me or anyone that I know of because uh, we live in Northern Illinois. There aren't as many uh, truant officers up here as maybe in Southern Illinois, but in another state, a family refused to let in a police officer and a social worker and they forced their way in 
and tase the parents <laughs> and strip search the okay. kids. That hardly ever. Moms, this is not going to happen. Crazy. Don't worry. That's crazy. My <laughs> whole point in bringing this up is you have a Fourth Amendment right to not allow people into your home without a warrant or evidence of extreme emergency to the children. And that's one thing parents, they're kind of what I'm seeing happening lately is they're kind of doing whatever the school says. Oh, I have to fill out this form to withdraw my child. No, actually, you do not in this state. So you would check, check with state. you would check yes. with these. Okay. Check with HLDA. Okay. Now you also have another research you wanted to mention, and that's Dr. Brian Ray's research. Yes. Yes. And what is that all about? So we know. Dr. Brian Ray does a lot of homeschool research regarding how civically engaged homeschoolers are. Do they get into college? Um, is there a lot of physical abuse in uh, homeschools, you know, in, in the private homes. Um, it's the National Home Education Research Institute. And what, yeah, let's say that again, National Home, Home Education, Education Research Institute. Institute. Okay, so, so another great resource. Yes, and you will want to use that resource because you might occasionally have someone in your life who is not a fan of you home educating. That is typical. And okay. when that happens, you kind of have to have kind of a thick skin sometimes. I actually have a neighbor. I love them. They're wonderful. She has told me repeatedly over the years, she does not approve of me home educating. I've never asked for her opinion. So we just say, oh, that's nice. And then in the home educating community, we call that passing the bean dip. So when you pass the bean dip, you're like, oh, thank you. And change the subject. So mm -hmm. you can't worry about what other people say about what you're doing, as long as the people in your home are on board with what you're doing. But this research on his page, I did go ahead and take a look at it, validates yes. the incredible yes. movement of homeschoolers yes. and um, stats and statistics and yes. um, really very impressive. So like you're saying, it kind of got a little, a little bit of an arsenal yes. or people ask, why do you homeschool? Those are some really good, and it and it, it, it would help people understand um, how successful homeschooling has been. Yes, and there are no hard and fast numbers for home educators in the United States, because uh, especially in Illinois, uh, right. we're a diverse and fluid community who reports to no one, not the local district or the superintendent. The only way in a state uh, like Texas or Illinois that you would run into trouble is if you didn't, as a courtesy, let your school know via a letter or email that comes from you, not something they provide, that your child will not be back. That's a, just a courtesy. We like to be courteous. Okay. And it's not required. And you do not have to do anything else that a public school requires of you, except maybe return equipment they've given to you. I know kids have... Um, uh, Chromebooks and stuff like that. You have to return that equipment. Right. Uh, but other than that, uh, schools are kind of, uh, I guess, freaking out because a lot of people are pulling their kids out. And I've seen the influx into, I run a Facebook group for local county homeschoolers and I've had hundreds of people join my group and they, so you've seen that you've seen yes. the difference. Yes. And we just like to make sure that they understand what the laws are in their state, and mm -hmm. mine obviously is in Illinois, uh, because we want to protect those rights that were just really hard fought for, and we don't want to throw them away. A lot of homeschoolers, newbies, may consider going back into the system, and we don't judge them. That is right. their prerogative. Uh, you have to do absolutely what is best for your family. We have opened up our arms to people to try to help them, but you have to be diligent and curious 
And I know most people can do it. There are very few people I've ever met where I would say, maybe that's not the best idea for you. <laughs> um, there was one family. And, and it might be temporary, right? Sometimes we do, my, we want to do, uh, my girlfriend did kindergarten through eighth grade and she felt like high school. She oh, had uh, yeah. stabilized her kids and she said yes to high school. Other people take their kids out during junior high because those are some of the hardest times. Some people take their kids out because they have learning difficulties or yes. being bullied. I mean, there is a plethora of reasons yes. why people would homeschool, let alone the fact yes. that the, the government school is, is yes. just lost their mind. We the are all about freedom. Right. Families to make individual choices that align with their worldview, their home culture, what they find important, mm -hmm. what their values are. I right. have friends who are, I guess, would be considered unschoolers because they don't really use a lot of curriculum or a program. Um, and that's the one thing I wanted to touch on is that you don't need to have curriculum in a box that comes, they tend to be very expensive for an entire year. You don't have to use an online curriculum. I used to break out every subject, what I wanted to teach or what they wanted to learn, um, core subjects first, everything else second, and find the best curriculum that aligned with what resonated with us. So mm -hmm. for example, for like, math. I've, we've used Singapore math. We've used sex in math. We've used a variety of other different math programs because when something doesn't work, you ditch it. You, you sell it on homeschool marketplace on Facebook mm -hmm. and you don't look back. Um, the number one thing homeschoolers do try to do is if we find curriculum that works and we paid for it personally with our own money, we try to mm -hmm. do every page, but you don't have to because traditional schools are not doing that. They're picking and choosing what, you know, Correct. align with their standards. So the point is, is that the standards in a state like Illinois come from me. Other states, you may have to uh, kind of align with your state standards. It really is on a state by state basis. Where do you, where do you find that state standards at? HSLDA will have okay. uh, an explanation of uh, the laws of your state. And okay. you can also sometimes go on your local kind of district website, but I have found they often can have incorrect information. So you want to go straight to the source, like okay. straight to the legislation that talks about home educating rules and laws. Don't ever take other people's word for anything. Always verify everything just so that you're in the right and you're, you're, abiding by the law. Okay. For the new moms that are homeschooling, what do you say to them? I want you to give a little bit of personal advice here to the moms because this can be stressful. Absolutely. Maybe a little confusing, yes. maybe a little intimidating. Um, what are some things like you, you said, you just kind of calm down. <laughs> I think sometimes as moms, it's hard for us to come down because we yes. feel like, oh my goodness, we got everything we've got to do. So just talk to our moms a little bit, Christine, that are that are new, because I know a lot of moms, this is a whole new endeavor for them. Yes. And everything is pressured now, right? And you want your kids to get into college. Everything maybe looks different than you right. anticipated it would look. And I think that's happening in a variety of areas. But first of all, no, just take a deep breath and it will be okay. And if you put one foot in front of the other, every single day you will get there. I don't know how I got here one foot at a time, but I did. And, and look at this. Now you're an advocate. You, now you're, you, you're, you're helping moms. You probably, oh my goodness. They, they always don't know who to turn to right. and who to believe. And the issue, you know, I'm hundred percent a capitalist, but there are some newer homeschoolers maybe who have homeschooled for one or two years 
who are starting businesses, consulting and charging homeschoolers, like true newbies. And some of the information might be correct and some not. So that's why I always advocate, you don't have to pay someone. Go to my website. I'm 100% free. I never charge, ever. Isn't that wonderful? What is your website? Um, Just and, and again, it says Illinois in it, but it does. Homes, there's, there's some principles of homeschooling that is just across the board, right? From yeah. mama to mama. What's and your it, website? It's IllinoisHomeschoolChampion.com. And if I don't know the answer, I will hook you up with someone who does because our community is a really giving community and it's mostly moms. There's some dads, but women tend to understand a women's, like a woman's daily life, right? So you're going to have to figure out how to do all the things you did before when your kids were in school, but now your kids are going to be home and you're going to have to figure out uh, many of my friends work, some work full-time and home educate. It can be done. And so it just depends how you structure your day. Um, your kids do have to listen to you. And that is the number one thing I can probably say, aside from mm-hmm. kind of renewing my own education, after home educating for 15 years, I realized what I did not learn in the 18 years I was in school. And I got to right. go through all of that again. And it was amazing. And I feel kind of regenerated because of that. Because uh, you forget a lot of stuff, right? But oh, 100%. You're... I don't even know how I, I don't even know. I think sometimes when I was helping my son with fifth grade math, I was like, Holy it's easier when, like when you choose the curriculum and you give the assignment, it's much easier. And so my kids learned a lot of math the old school way, not the new way, because that's the materials that we used. Right. And so you will find, like, for example, math materials. You will find if you want to do it the new way, you can find materials for that. If you want to do it the old way, you'll find materials for that. And so there's just nothing but choice. So I want people to realize that if you hide in your basement or your car or your bathroom occasionally to eat ice cream or eat cookies, <laughs> 45 minutes to find you and it's okay. That's a hundred percent normal. We'll just call that recess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, we did right. school in an army tent, like we were all wearing army helmets and I love that. It just, just think outside the box and you are 100% in charge with your kids, but really truly um, the best thing that you can do is, is put your kids in charge of their own education. That usually happens naturally kind of by middle school, high school. Your Middle school is like a transition where you still have to pay attention. But with my daughter, you know, I, I'm like, as long as it gets done, I don't care where you do it, when you do it, how you do it, <laughs> just get it done. It's not that easy with little kids. So I like to just, as we're wrapping up here, just Mm-hmm. Do you have to just have a good frank conversation with your kids and you mm-hmm. kind of just say, one, they may want to be homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So that helps like your son, yes. right? Two, they may not want to be homeschooled and this is going to be mm-hmm. you know, a challenge. But I guess it's kind of like if you come in positive, like we just, we just moved my son to private school, mm-hmm. um, but it's an honor and it's to be yeah. able to do something like this. It's, it's actually you know, a gift. Um, It's a wonderful opportunity. And I think if we package things positively, our kids can feel that and they know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we as moms, we're the ones that are setting the tone in our home. Sure. So we really got to be on our game. And like you said, that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, run out for ice cream or hide there are somewhere. hard days sometimes but there are hard days in parenting and home education Absolutely. is ultimately just an extension of parenting just as I used to tell my son stop jumping off the couch I would tell him go do your latin declensions because that's what needs to get done now and it doesn't always get done everyone has gaps in their education every mm-hmm. person but what you are ultimately doing is creating 
memories and relationships with your kids that will last like their entire life, your entire Mm. life and teaching them how to learn because people who know how to figure things out and how to learn, it doesn't matter if they have gaps, they will figure it out. Okay. Last question. How do you teach them to learn? You model it. I was always a big reader. Um, I'm an extremely curious person, almost to an annoying degree, (laughs) Uh, but being curious and, you know, we have done so many kind of projects. I've done every project. We run an archeological dig because I was like, Hey, you want to go dig stuff out of the ground and see what comes out? And they were like, yeah. So you, you model it and you hold your kids accountable and hold yourself accountable. You cannot just lay in bed all day. And, but do you need to put a schoolroom in your house? No, unless you want to, that's entirely up to you. When kids are younger, they're more into that, I guess, because they can play school as well. But um, it really truly is, was my honor. And I'm still home educating, but I'm just not needed as much, you know, anymore. So I have more time to think back and it truly was the best thing I've ever done. Well, thank you for letting, uh, putting yourself out there because some of our mamas sure. might be uh, sending you an email through your website. And isn't that nice that Christine wants to help us out <laughs> in this journey here of, uh, of homeschooling? Because if I can, I should. Yes. And you're good. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Anything else you want to mention? Let's do your website one more time. And you have a closing thought for us? Uh, it's Illinois Homeschool Champion. I never charge. You can email me um, and then we can talk on the phone if that's easier. Um, I've talked to a couple of people that have just kind of de-escalated their freakouts. And they, once you get confidence, the world is your oyster. So do not discount what you are capable of doing because it's, it's just unbelievable what you can do. Oh, thank you. You're the best. We so appreciate. Isn't this what moms do? We encourage and inspire one another. And this is how we get better. This Mm -hmm. is how we grow. And this is how we change the world, really. One home at a time. That's what we always say. So moms, if you um, are homeschooling mom or looking at this, you think that this podcast would be beneficial to one of your friends, would you please share and like this? Because we do want to get the word out. The whole goal here is to help moms in their journey and um, helping them in their home with the educational experience. Mm -hmm. This is very, very important. Um, Also want to mention, stop by our website again, momsforamerica.us. Always, always, every, every week we mention the cottage meetings, watch our videos there. This is something that will help you um, with your foundation in your home, because when mamas are in a good spot, the home's in a better spot. Um, there's 12 principles of liberty. You're going to love the cottage meeting. And I want to share that t- with you too, Christine. So um, that, good. So that's it for this week. And um, mamas, you guys stay encouraged and uh, we're changing the world one home at a time. So thanks for joining us and God bless. Thank you.